Welcome to Transform Podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. My name is Stephanie Zeller, and I am your host for Transform. Today, I am sharing with you a short form mindset shift episode on how to be happy. I think this will have a little something for everyone. If you like this episode, it would be awesome if you would just share it with somebody that you think could benefit from it. Also, I have recently released my new workshop called Trigger Free, and this is one of my most powerful tools that I've ever created. I mean, according to all the clients and the people that have enrolled in this workshop, and essentially what it is, is is a five-step process to remove any trigger. So if you are triggered ever for anything, you can use this five-step process to remove the trigger. It's really important to me to share with people that there are actual specific tools for developing yourself for transformation for healing and for feeling better and this is a really specific tool it's a five-step process that will help you do just that so if you have any trigger ever it will help you to remove the trigger immediately and it will give you clarity on the situation so i've just recently launched that to the general public my clients have had access to it for several months now But now you can have access to it too. So you can see that in the show notes as well. If you have an idea or a problem or an issue that you would like me to kind of jam about on this podcast, then shoot me a line. You can see a link for that in the show notes for how to connect with me and share with me your ideas, your questions. I would love to hear from you. So without further ado, please enjoy this short riff mindset shift on how to be happy. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for another episode of Transform. Today, I want to talk about how to be happy. And I want to talk about how to be happy because it's a universal quest. It's a universal, it can be a universal problem. It's something that people seek universally, how to shift out of suffering into a state of happiness. I want to start out by talking about three biases that interfere with happiness. Now, what is a bias? A cognitive bias are beliefs that you have that shift the lens of your perspective in a particular direction. An easier way of saying that is biases are beliefs that cause you to see things in a certain way. Everybody has beliefs and biases. Every single person, they make up the framework of our subconscious mind and we operate, we make decisions, we behave from these beliefs. For instance, if I have a belief that a stop sign means to stop, then when I come to a stop sign, I'm going to stop. If somebody has a belief that a stop sign means to go, then when they come to the stop sign, they're going to go. This is just a really super simple example of how we behave from our beliefs. Now, there are certain, I would say, broader generalized biases or mindsets that we can have that shift the lens on a lot of different things that we are experiencing. And I'm going to talk about three of those that can actually be interfering with your happiness. The first one is negativity bias. 
So negativity bias is essentially where you have a lens of negativity, kind of like the glass is half empty. So if you've had it rough, if a lot of bad things have happened to you in your life, then it's actually only natural that you start to expect bad things to continue to happen. And then your lens or the way you view things is through this negativity bias. It's sort of like through a glass half empty. You just interpret experiences. You maybe see the negative in the experience. You see what is lacking. You see what is not perfect, what's not right in an experience. Whereas somebody else that maybe doesn't have as much of a negativity bias has had different life experiences than you, and maybe they haven't experienced like as much hardship as you, or they've done some personal work to transform negativity bias. They may have the exact same experience as you, but they are going to notice all of the positive aspects of that experience. So that's negativity bias. We also have what's called recency bias. Recency bias is where our thinking mind gives greater importance to things that have happened recently. And based on what has happened recently, we shift our lens or our perspective to notice what's happened recently happening again. And so the way that recency bias can impact us is if you have had a really hard time recently, then this can shift your expectations of the way things will continue to go. So if you've had just a rough go of it lately, then you may start to expect that that is going to continue. And when you think about the way your life has been, instead of being able to think about it in a broader term, such as, well, yeah, I've had a lot of ups and downs, you're more likely to think about what's happened recently and recall that from memory. And you're more likely to sort of cast a negative light or shadow over your life based on just recent events. And then the third bias is confirmation bias. And confirmation bias is where essentially you unintentionally notice or look for proof that confirms your beliefs or biases without realizing it. Meaning if you believe that, you know, the world is going to end soon, then you're more likely to notice news articles, podcast episodes, people's discussions, where they are talking about that very thing. So it's kind of like what you have in your mind what you're already thinking about, you're more likely to notice in the world. And this can actually give you a skewed perspective of the world and of other people and of what other people are experiencing, because we have a tendency to think that everyone's sort of noticing and seeing the same things that we are. But we have all of these lenses that almost actually direct our thinking in certain ways, direct the way that we intake information, the way we process it, the things that we pull from it. And so these three biases, negativity bias, recency bias, and confirmation bias, can have an impact on your level of happiness, because especially because if you have certain beliefs, like it's hard to be happy, or good things never happen to me, or I'm not lucky, you're going to then use confirmation bias to perpetuate that narrative. You are going to look at your recent events in your life and use recency bias to say good things aren't happening to me. And then whenever anything happens to you, you might use your negativity bias. And instead of interpreting certain, instead of seeing the positive of certain events or experiences that are happening around you, you may not even notice them. And you may only notice sort of what's lacking, what's not right. Now, why these biases matter is because they control 
us. They control our level of happiness and they control our decisions and our actions. So 95% of our thoughts, behaviors, and feelings are all driven by unseen programming called the subconscious mind. And in the subconscious mind is where we have all of our beliefs and biases. Now, the subconscious is below the conscious mind, meaning we're not consciously aware of what's happening in the subconscious. It's essentially the operating system. If we think of our brain like a computer, it's our operating system that's happening behind the scenes. Now, our working memory, you might say that our working memory is our conscious mind. So our working memory can only hold seven sort of separate or different ideas or thoughts at once. Our conscious mind can't think of everything that we know, every event that we've ever experienced, that can't all be in our working mind at once because we would be thinking of a million things and be totally overwhelmed and not even be able to move. So the way that we are able to move easily in the world is that we have this separation between our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind holds all of our beliefs, our biases, our operating systems, our automatic behaviors, and then our conscious mind just has what we're consciously aware of in the moment, up to seven separate or different things, essentially. So 95% of our thoughts, behaviors, and feelings are actually driven by our subconscious mind. They're actually automatic. So when I talk about biases, you actually aren't aware of your own biases. I'm not aware of my own biases. Nobody is. Until you do actual work to bring what's in the subconscious into the conscious mind. And the way you do that is through coaching, therapy, workshops. People have a lot of strategic ways to help you to facilitate moving something from the subconscious mind into the conscious mind. And then once you become aware of it, you can start doing work around it to actually shift and change it. So that is actually the biggest key to start being happy is to become aware of potential biases that you have, biases or beliefs, and changing them. Because what you do then is you're changing what is directing you automatically. And once you can change that, once you can change the operating system, the entire program runs differently. So a lot of people, when they dig into like self-help or they try and change something in their life, they stay really surface level. Like for instance, you know, they say, okay, I heard that to be happy, you should work out. And so they're working out and they're like, why? Yeah, I guess I feel a little bit better, but why aren't I happier? And obviously working out will make people feel better. There's a lot of neurochemical releases that occur with exercising. And from just pure chemical, biochemical level, you're obviously going to feel a little bit better. But in terms of rewiring or changing your automatic behavior, thoughts, feelings, beliefs, none of that's going to happen. So you can work out all you want, but you're still going to potentially have a negativity bias. You're still going to have recency bias. You're still going to have confirmation bias. And the goal isn't necessarily to completely remove something like recency or confirmation bias because that's really hard to do. The goal is more so to become aware of the programming that's directing us and then changing what we can. For example, we can definitely shift negativity bias into a more positive bias. And so all this goes to say that we all have things that are directing us from our subconscious. And the true way to actually change your set point of happiness, like how happy you are from day to day, obviously some days we're just going to have shitty days and things are going to happen. But in general, 
the level of happiness that you have from day to day, we can make that fairly high. And the way that we do that is by rewiring the subconscious mind, by becoming aware of our biases and our beliefs, and by changing them. So the most important step to start being happy is to essentially break your mind wide open. To start from a place of, yeah, wait a minute. Maybe there is a lot going on here below the surface level. Maybe there's a lot going on subconsciously that I can't see. Even if I'm really fucking smart, even if I know all this stuff about myself and about psychology and about life and blah, 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 maybe there's something I'm not seeing. And here's the thing. There's things that we're all not seeing. This is why most coaches and therapists also have coaches and therapists or mentors, because we can't. We can't see our blind spots. We can't always see our biases. We can use certain systems, have certain systems and processes in place to help us intuit them and notice them and see them over time. And we can use other people to help us. But I mean, especially if this is if you're beginning just now beginning this work, it's really important to have outside counsel to help you discern what your biases actually are. Now, breaking your mind wide open means to really be open to the fact that there are things going on subconsciously that you can't see and that you would, your life would be drastically improved, your level of happiness would be drastically improved if you allowed yourself to find what these things are. So I want to give you three key ways or tools to be happy once you've kind of allowed yourself to break your mind wide open. This is the way to start digging into it. The first is start with a blank slate and redefine things. Here's the thing about happiness. We have an idea of what happiness looks like, feels like, and we have ideas of what it takes to be happy. You have those right now. And so if you aren't happy, then something about your ideas of what happiness is, is wrong, or it's incorrect for you. So you can start asking yourself questions like, what is happiness to me? What does happiness feel like to me? What are some times when I've been really happy? What exactly makes me happy? And then how can I start implementing more of these things? There are a lot of you right now that are going to be listening to this that are like, yeah, cool, done. I know what that is. And I would challenge you to say, do you? I mean, do you really? Like, if you are super happy right now in your life, then yeah, maybe you do. But if you are not happy, like really, truly, deeply in your core happy, then it's worth reexamining. The other thing is sometimes these things shift. Sometimes what makes us happy isn't the same thing that made us happy a few months ago, a year ago, a couple years ago. But we tend to stay in these patterns of seeking out the same things, of doing the same things. And so it's really beneficial to pause and ask ourselves these questions. So that is tool number one is start with a blank slate and redefine things, redefine happiness, really think about what that means to you when you've been happy in the past and how you can create moments of happiness now. And then the tool number two is to identify your biases, which is what I was previously talking about. So this is really where you ask yourself, like, what beliefs do I hold that interfere with my ability to be happy? And how do these beliefs then direct my energy and activities and behaviors? For instance, like a really common 
his subconscious belief is that I don't deserve to be happy until I succeed or until I complete my task for the day or until I do X, Y, or Z. And so a lot of people will actually stop themselves from really feeling deep happiness or joy because they feel like they don't deserve it yet. That is a hidden subconscious belief that they don't know that they have. So using whatever tools that you can to identify your biases. Now, what I, when I say whatever tools that you can, uh, let me give you some, some actual ideas of what these tools are. And I'm going to mention my workshops here. And, you know, this is my podcast. And so I, what I would like to do with part of this podcast is give you guys tools that you can walk away from the podcast with and start using immediately. But I also want to share with you the more deeper, I would say, powerful tools in my workshops because I've done years of research and experimentation to really refine these tools to help to accelerate your transformations and make the biggest change with the least amount of effort on your part. So in every single one of my workshops, I have tools to help you identify your biases, uh, especially in my career workshop. So if you are finding that you're not super happy in your career, my career workshop has so many tools to help you identify what might be holding you back from happiness and to help you identify what a happy career would actually look like and feel like for you. This includes a lot of different journaling group exercises. It includes subconscious reprogramming, which means guided audio that will help you access the subconscious mind so that you can start to actually uncover what sort of beliefs are in there. My workshop Trigger Free works with the subconscious directly and will help you discern these things, as well as Authentically Aligned, which will help you to, to identify, well, who am I authentically and what does my best self look like? And when am I the happiest? And then how can I actually change my life to align with those things? That is what authentically aligned is all about. And then transform gives you like a pattern decoder and a way of rewiring everything. So it really helps you break down why certain things are coming up and ways to change them. So you can identify your biases with a coach or a therapist you and you can do them with any single one of my workshops. And then the third tool is to start rewiring your biases with specific practices. Now, I just mentioned every single one of my workshops, and they all have tools in there to rewire. But another way that you can start rewiring your biases that you could walk away with today is to have a daily practice of gratitude. What the daily practice of gratitude is really going to do is it's going to help you shift your negativity bias. And the way this works is that you essentially just take two to three minutes where you think of something that has recently happened to you that you're really grateful for and experience. You allow that experience to play out in your mind while you allow the really good feelings that that experience elicits in you to grow in your body. And you can do this while you're in the shower. I think that's a really great place to just do it every single day. And this is a shockingly effective practice. So if you just every single day, take two to three minutes in the shower where you think about things that have made you feel really good, what is going to happen is it's going to shift your lens into a half full glass, half full kind of lens. So every experience then that happens to you from that point forward, you're going to start to view in a more positive way. You're going to start to see the positive in life, the positive in people, the positive in opportunities. And this will really shift you into a more sort of happy way of being. Now, here's the most important thing I want to impart to you today. A lot of times when we aren't happy, we think something is wrong with us. 
We think that we should be happy with what we have. And the fact that we aren't means that we're broken. It's like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just be happier, right? If you aren't happy, I really want you to hear this right now. If you aren't happy, it's for a reason, okay? Stop beating yourself up that you should be happier. If you aren't happy, it's for a reason. You aren't broken. There's nothing wrong with you. There's just some some things in your life that aren't aligned with who you are authentically. There are some things that you're doing that aren't creating a sense of happiness for you. Maybe there are some biases that you can rewire, some beliefs that you can change, but there's probably different things that you can change in your life. So you need to let yourself acknowledge that you're unhappy and then don't hate on yourself for feeling that way. Accept and allow how you're feeling and then decide to make a change. This is how I completely transformed my life. You know, I was like at the peak, the pinnacle of my career. I had done all these things that I thought would take me like 40 years to do in my field. I was so on top of the world and I was unhappy. And I allowed myself to be unhappy in that moment. And I didn't go into this whole like, anybody would be lucky to be doing what I'm doing because here's the thing, anybody could do what I was doing. Just because I didn't want to do that doesn't mean I'm taking away from somebody else's opportunity to be able to do that. We have to be able to hone in on like, how am I truly feeling? And then in order to stay in integrity, we have to be honest about it. And I was honest with myself. And that was hard at first because I didn't know what to do and I was scared out of my mind. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go one step at a time and I'm going to admit that I'm unhappy and I'm going to allow this feeling and then I'm going to make a change. So that's the thing. You have to decide to make a change. In order to change your reality, you have to make a decision and then take action. And in every single moment, you have a choice. In every moment, you can change everything. You don't need to prepare yourself to change. You don't need to do X, Y, or Z before you can make the decision to change. Right now, here, in this exact moment, if you know deep down in your heart that you are not as happy as you want to be or you could be, all you have to do is decide to change and then take action. Right now, you can do that. Now, action is key. Transformation doesn't happen without action. So you decide, and then you decide what action that you will take. Here are some actions that you can take to get happy. The first is acknowledge that you're unhappy and make a decision to take action to change something. The action that you can take in order to change something is you can, first of all, find someone to support you, like a guide, a mentor, a therapist, or a coach. Someone that really understands the process of transformation and change. And in my opinion, this should be someone that you pay instead of a friend, family member, or colleague. Why? Because for you to feel fully supported, you shouldn't ever worry or have to worry about being a burden. If we go to a friend, family member, or colleague, it's going to come up at some point. If we're continuously going to them for support, we're going to be like, oh my gosh, am I overburdening this person? But when you pay someone... The exchange is their support and guidance for your payment. And in this exchange, you'll never feel like a burden. And this is really important because then you can rely on them fully and they'll be there when you need them. And then the third thing you, sh- you can do is you can follow the three-step process that I shared with you. Start with a blank slate and redefine things like what is happiness, identify your biases, and then start rewiring your biases with specific practices. And the practice that I suggested to you today is a gratitude practice that you do every day for two to three minutes in the shower, and you will notice a difference after four to five days. 
Some of you will notice a difference that exact that first day, but many of you will take a few few more days. So give it a whole week to start noticing the difference. So you acknowledge how you're feeling. You allow, you accept and allow, and then you decide what action you will take. Now, when you acknowledge that you're unhappy, it's the first step towards becoming happy. You can't shift into happiness by pretending that you're not unhappy. And also what you resist persists and often grows stronger. So if you just pretend like you're not unhappy, your unhappiness is actually just going to grow. So when you acknowledge that you're unhappy, it's the first step towards becoming happy. And then when you take action to change, you've already started changing and wiring in happiness because you've shown yourself that you're worthy of being happy. When you stand up and take a change and you say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take an action to be happy. That's loving yourself. That's showing yourself that you're worthy of being happy. And then when you engage in the active process of change and transformation, when you do a little bit every single day, when you really dedicate yourself to the process, you will start to see your life and your internal landscape, your feelings, everything change before you. And this is how you become happy. You get real with yourself you make a decision, and it starts to happen. You, right now, you listening to this, you deserve to be happy. I mean, deep down, from from my core, I'm telling you, I promise you, you deserve to be happy. Every human on this planet deserves to be happy. All you have to do is make that decision and begin. Thank you for joining me on this short form mindset shift episode. If this resonated with you and you think it would resonate with someone else, please share it with them. And don't forget to leave a review. I thank you so much for your time. Until next time, be well, my friends.